For you on Friday the thirteenth. Well, we don't really, but we'll try our best to spookify it. What's up, everybody? Making up words on Friday, April thirteenth. Adam Azer, Scott White, Heath Cummings, Chris Towers. Uh, we are not going to get Ronald Acuna today. He's eligible to come up tomorrow, but he's probably not going to be up tomorrow. But we'll talk about Ronald Acuna and Nick Senzel just for the fun of it. We'll talk about week three or four, depending on your schedule, and two-star pitchers you can stream. I got some hay real quick and more reactions from yesterday and. I don't know. What's up, guys? Yeah, how we you know, doing? You know it was spooky. What? Oh, Sunny Gray. Sunny yeah, Gray's yeah, performance yeah. last night. Oh, guys, it's gonna be. We, we got that kind. Of, we got peacocking Heath. He's just strutting his stuff today. I I regret calling Sunny Gray a top thirty pitcher, Heath. I really do. And I was thinking about you last night as uh, I was ready to smash my phone every time I checked the box score. That makes me very very happy. Like that's <laughs> yes. that brings a smile to my face. It's already been a great podcast. <laughs> okay, good. So let's get to it. Uh, Acuna and Senzel. When do we think they will be up? Acuna is owned in just about every league. Senzel is owned in 53% of leagues. They can come up as early as Saturday, and um, the team will retain a year of control. But, but there are doubts that both actually will. They're both off to slow starts in the minors, and Senzel, Senzel didn't have. Uh, a good spring either. Acuna obviously did. Uh, I would not have questions about Acuna except the most, the two most predominant Braves beat writers, David O'Brien for the Atlanta Journal Constitution and Mark Bowman for MLB.com. They both are thinking he won't be up until he gets hot in the minors, which, you know, only six games into the season, that could be two games worth of stats. Suddenly Acuna's numbers looks awesome again. So, uh, I think it'll happen within the next week, but I'm not counting on Saturday. Okay, and Scott, you have often compared Acuna to Chris Bryant. And in 2015, Chris Bryant played 151 games. He batted 275. He slugged 488, 369 on base. 275 with 26 homers, 99 RBIs, and 13 steals. Pretty good. And that was, you know, three years ago. He probably would hit more home runs based on today's environment. Chris, how are you? How's it going? Hello. Hi, right, good to see you. Good to hear from you. Nice to see you too. Uh, let's uh, let's get into two star pitchers then. So, give me a two star pitcher. Everybody, give me one two star pitcher. Can be the same guy that you want to stream for next week. That's available. Nick Pavetta is yeah. available in like half of all leagues, and um, you know the matchups aren't awesome or anything, but they're not scary either. And after the way his last two starts have gone, I think he's among the best options. Who's owned in like less than 75% of leagues, let's say. Cause you got Fulty and you got, uh, a couple other. Gosh. Kind of, kind of obvious yeah. choices between 75 and 80. Okay. So Nick, Nick Pavetta seems to be the, uh, take. I want to hear more from Chris. Chris, you have anybody else that you're interested in? Well, I obviously 100% agree with Nick Pavetta. Um, I don't love the matchups for the two start guys. Like Cal Gibson does get the, t- the Tampa Bay Rays, but he has to go through Cleveland first. So it's hard to get too excited about that. I, 
Yeah, I don't know. Is Cleveland a uh, yeah. favorable or unfavorable matchup right now? It's an un- they, they scored nine runs last night. Yeah, they're, they're fine. They're, they're back um, again. It's okay. Heath, Junior Guerra is the one you want to say? No. He's got um, Cincinnati and Miami. Those are good matchups. Shouldn't yeah. Chris Stratton be a two-star pitcher? Yeah, but t- at Arizona and at and? the Angels. The humidor. Yeah, but at the like, Angels, the Angels are like the best offense in baseball right now. They don't strike first of out. All, do you think Chris Stratton's good? I don't think Chris Stratton's good. I do think Chris Stratton is two start pitcher worthy. Mm-hmm. The bar is really I, I don't low like in a points league. Two star pitchers, the, but the bar is really low in a points league. Um, All right, we'll, we'll get into this a little bit more later. Maybe two but... good parks. Actually, he is park. I think we can make a case for Brandon McCarthy. I think we can make a case for Junior Guerra, who's only 6% owned and has the Reds and the Marlins. We'll come back to that in a little bit. All right, guys, here's today's show, right? A lot of mailbag. Got some email. Only eight games yesterday, so not so much from yesterday. We're going to review all those struggling pitchers that we wanted to talk about yesterday. We're going to do that today. We got the hay real quick. It's a fast-paced show, and if I think you're dragging, if I think you're holding us back, I'm going to play some spooky, scary Friday the 13th-themed music for you. To get you to move along. To stop talking. Before Jason comes and murders you with his machete. So they did the So we're not going to do which scary movie character would each of us be? They did the monster. Well, mask. that's a really interesting question, and now I kind of want to do it, Heath. So <laughs> Maybe later. Okay. Maybe maybe after we cover the important things. Hey, real that's quick. Graveyard smash. Who would you rather have rest of season? I love that song, by the way. Shohei Otani or Gregory Polanco? Uh... Well, I mean, as Otani. A, as a hitter? Otani for the pitching he's going to do. Yeah, I mean, if you're just talking about hitters, if you're talking to all the no, Yahoo users out there, a bunch of Yahoos, then definitely Polanco. I'm talking about Otani the pitcher versus Polanco the hitter, and I think it's okay, a fair question. Have Otani. Otani the pitcher, but Gregor Polanco is awesome. It's close for me. It's really close. Um, but I think probably Otani. Only eight at bats against lefties for Polanco. He did homer against the lefty yesterday. That was nice. Uh, I want to buy in. So we're all buying in enough where it's close between these two, Otani and Polanco. It's close, yes. Okay. Like we have to, the thing is, you're you're double buying in. You're buying into Otani right. and you're buying into Polanco. I mean, I don't know that I'd call it close, just because I think Otani's that good. But I mean, Polanco's top twenty-five outfielder for me now. I. Definitely moved him up a lot since the season started, and the quality of contact he's making now—it's yeah, it's hard to be, you know, skeptical. Okay. Uh, hey, real quick, DJ LeMayhew or Whit Merrifield? Whit Merrifield. Although it is worth noting, he was dropped to the number five spot in the order yesterday. I don't know if that's a matchup thing or just them trying to figure out something, but yeah. that's not a great sign for him. Jorge Soler was in the two spot, <laughs> and that's not going to last. So, <laughs> I'm not too worried. Yeah, it was not a good... I think Soler struck out, what, three more times yesterday? He's he's not, not hitting well. So, LeMahieu or Merrifield? Uh, Chris says Merrifield. Heat Scott? Merrifield, though, he is not doing much good for any of the Roto teams where I have him. One stolen base so far. Uh, Not what I was counting on. DJ LeMahieu's got to be a sell high, right? He's got four home runs. He's never hit more than 11. Sure. But, I mean, he's a sell high who, if you don't successfully sell high, he's probably just going to be your starting second baseman the rest of the year, and that's not bad. Sure. He's, he's Right. He's not like he's not bad or anything. He always hits over 300. Hey, real quick. 
Sonny Gray or Rick Porcello? So I, I guess let's talk about the Rick Porcello thing. Cause I, I, like, what is he doing differently than he did last year that he also did in 2016? Throwing his two seamer, his sinker for about 40% of the time. He's gotten back to doing it then. And there was a, there was something I read in spring training after a good start this spring where he was like, I, I basically didn't have that two seamer last year. And uh, yeah, I, I've regained my confidence in it. And that's one of those lines that. At the time, you can blow off, but when the dad is backing it up now, it's like, yeah, that kind of makes sense. He shied yeah, yeah. away from it last year and is emphasizing it again this year. And, you know, a lot of the, the batted ball stuff from two years ago looks similar to, to what's happening now. Two other things. He's not walking anyone. Yeah. And he'll walk a few more hitters than he has so far. He's not going to have a 0. 0.46 uh, walk per nine. But that was one of the... I think understated things he did in 2016. He was one of the best control pitchers in baseball. And then, and I don't know really which side of this to take, the strand rate. Mm-hmm. All right, so, like, the guy he was in 2015 isn't that different from the guy he was in 2016 in terms of all of the things that we typically believe matter for pitchers, right? <laughs> Correct. <laughs> yes. There, there is a thin line between good Rick Porcello and bad Rick Porcello, and some of it is just luck. I don't think he gets back to a three one five. He had a three four zero FIP. That's what I'm hoping he, he can get. Now back to I would like to point zero. out that we still have not answered the question. Hey, real quick, Rick Porcello or Sonny Gray? Sonny Gray. Sonny Gray. Sonny Gray. Ooh, still okay. Yeah. Okay. I mean the thing. Sonny Gray, remember, through ten starts last year, had a four eighty five ERA. So let's not let's not throw out the baby with the bathwater. And he finished with a three fifty five ERA. Um, had a three. Had a that five. was down in the low threes before uh, September. But let's so, not yeah. throw away any babies. You just <laughs> take away his beginning and his end. He was awesome. Yeah, <laughs> it was like an Oreo. <laughs> The I outsides mean, were bad. The it, inside was the good. The outsides are bad. Live, you just want to You take, have to live with the take, bad part of the Oreo I, as this, one this does the worst with Sonny Gray. Every part of the Oreo is outstanding. The outside is like better than the uh, Chris. Uh, that's Chris. Calm down. <laughs> calm down. Go to your corner. <laughs> the outside is better than the inside. Yes, agreed. That this is wow. team scam. Hot take. Wrong. Uh, all right. Hey, real quick. Jose Martinez. The number three first baseman in fantasy right now, or Joey Gallo? Uh, in a points league, I'll take Martinez. So, can we talk about Joey Gallo? Like, have I, I don't know if we've talked about it on this podcast, but like you have to this, answer the question first. That's the Joey rule. Gallo, obviously, and it's Joey not Gallo. Uh, oh, he's not striking out. Well, Martinez. Right, but, but Jose Martinez doesn't have Joey Gallo's Wait fifty homer a second. Potential. He's got fourteen Joey strikeouts. Gallo, no, he's not striking out. He's got like, four relative strikeouts. to Joey Gallo, he is relative to Joey. Gallo. He is Tony Gwynn right now, and it's continuing <laughs> back to spring training. If you take into account spring training and the start of the regular season, he's at like 120 plate appearances with a 22% strikeout rate. That's huge. He's still hitting the ball hard. He's second in the league in uh, average launch angle. I think he's 17th in average exit velocity. I think Joey Gallo is about to explode. If he can sustain these contact gains, Joey Gallo is going to have a monster season. Okay. Um, I'll allow that. And, uh, Scott, you will take Jose Martinez in points leagues though with, he's got more walks and strikeouts. Yeah. 
I love the contact ability for Jose Martinez, and I think it's well suited for that format. And, you know, that's not to say he's not valuable in Roto Leagues, too, because he's good chance he's a 300 hitter. Alrighty. And you know what else is interesting about Jose Martinez? Last thing here. Last year, he slugged 847 against lefties. Like, unbelievable against lefties. Only 59 at bats. So far, he's 0 for 4 against lefties. Just hasn't faced that many. So, that's interesting. I don't know if the splits yeah. will carry over, carry over, but that's, it's a- That's encouraging, cool I think. Thing. Yeah. Uh, let's get some, that was hey real quick. Let's get some rapid reaction. And a very a, different thing. A very different thing. Well, it's no comparison. But I, I hope just, it's faster than Hey Real Quick. I, you know what? That was, I was okay with the pace of Hey Real Quick. Rapid reaction to these notes. Rafael Devers has a 715 OPS, and he's one for seven so far against lefties. Rafael Devers, 233 batting average, one home run, dare I say. Sophomore slow. <laughs> Rafael Devers, rapid reaction. Nope, not worried at all. <laughs> It'll be fine. Okay. Rapid reaction, Nick Castellanos has not homered yet. I, I like this thing that Nick Castellanos does where the better his peripherals are, and like 28% line drive rate right now, 55% hard contact rate, the better the peripherals look, the worse he performs. I really like this trend that he's got going on, and I, I hope it continues because it just it makes trying to evaluate him for fantasy purposes such a joy. Uh, so not worried about Castellanos? <laughs> or... No. I, I was worried about him living up to his draft stock before the season, so I still am. Yes, relative to his ADB, ADB, <laughs> I am terrified. Uh, relative <laughs> he wasn't to, like, drafted that high. He was in the double-digit rounds. It was the 10th round. He was round. a top 100 guy, I think. No, I don't think so. It I, was right top, at 115. Top he was a 10th round right. pick. But That's he wasn't going that high in our drafts. 106 in... That is that is in ADP. Yeah, I mean a twelve-game homerless drought doesn't do much for me. Uh, yeah. Plus, like we Not said when earlier, you've got a ca- track record like Nick Castellanos. Well, we we said earlier in the week that they've dealt with a lot of cold weather. The Tigers, so I don't know. Hopefully, things warm up. I think the Indians too, right? Things warm up a little bit and they start hitting. Uh, and then how about this rapid reaction? I, you know, you look at Paul DeYoung and what he's done. I would have thought that he'd be ranked higher than this, but so far, Paul DeYoung is the number fifteen shortstop in points. Which kind of makes sense. Two walks, 21 strikeouts. But only number nine in Roto. Paul DeYoung, number 15 in points, number nine in Roto. It's early. Everybody's very close together pretty much. But I was still a little surprised by that, guys. Yeah, the I noticed the the points thing, too, when I was looking at this the other day. And it's it's not surprising because the play discipline's so bad. I don't think any of us was really giving him the time of day in that format. Uh, but he is one of the better power-hitting shortstops, and he's off to a good start power-wise. So, uh I, I mean, I think that'll normalize the ninth-place spot in Roto. I'm sure is Andrelton Simmons one who's ahead of him. His batting average is just ridiculous right now. Yeah, probably. Um, and there are probably other examples like that where it's, like, obviously unsustainable. Well, Tim Anderson, Andrelton Simmons, Javier Baez, is Drupal Cabrera. Those would be the ones that stand out. Would you take any of those four over Paul DeYoung, Tim Anderson— Angelton Simmons, Javi Baez as Drupal Cabrera. Nope. Maybe Tim Anderson, maybe Javi yeah. Baez. Maybe Anderson. Okay. Not Baez. All right. And your uh, your rapid reaction to the Seat Geek app. Pretty great, it's, right? It's, yeah, it's good. Yeah. And what so did you buy those tickets, Chris? Yes. I went last night. I saw Lord with oh. Run the Jewels opening for her. It was a it was a great show. I'm not tired at all. <laughs> Ah, uh, cool. And you use SeatGeek to get there, and that is awesome. And you used our promo code FANTASY 
to save 20 bucks on your first SeatGeek purchase. Everybody, please download the SeatGeek app. Do what Chris did. Do what I do every time that I need to go to a game or a concert or comedy or a theater. Get that SeatGeek app. You can go to SeatGeek.com as well. And once again, our promo code is FANTASY. So why the SeatGeek app? Because you want to save time and you want to save money and you don't want to be the one going on multiple websites and looking for tickets to your event. SeatGeek will do that for you. SeatGeek brings in results from multiple sites, grades every ticket based on value. You can immediately identify the best seats that fit your budget, and every purchase is fully guaranteed. So legitimately, I always use SeatGeek. That is the first and typically the only place I go when I am looking for tickets. Again, sports, comedy, concerts, theater. Use that SeatGeek app and get 20 bucks off your first purchase. Go to a game, man. Save 20 bucks. Get a few hot dogs with that money. And the promo code is FANTASY on the SeatGeek app. Again, FANTASY for 20 bucks off your first purchase. All right, not a lot of news and notes. Hanley Ramirez, they're calling him day-to-day. He has a wrist contusion. Uh, he was hit by a pitch on the wrist. X-rays were negative. The Yankees are monsters. <laughs> they should be contracted. Elvis Andrews is out six to eight weeks with a fractured elbow. And so Joey Gallo is going to play some outfield. Ronald Guzman was called up. He'll play a little first base. Drew Robinson's going to play some second base. And Jerickson Profar will play shortstop. That's going to be a bad lineup. Yeah. They're they have terrible. two or three good hitters still, but oof. They're, they're a terrible team. You mean, I mean, you... Ronald Guzman's kind of interesting. I don't think, I don't think he's a bad hitter. Um, I think, I think it's, I think it's helpful that they're uh, willing to relocate Gallo like that to get somebody of moderate interest in fantasy in their lineup. Uh, Guzman kind of, Reminds me a little of Jose Martinez in that he seems like a contact over power first baseman, but there's some pop there too. We'll see. Well, uh, the Shields could be back in, he says about a week. Uh, but let's say it's one to two weeks for the Shields. Uh, does Gallo still stay in the outfield? I mean, they, right? They could. I would, they've, they've no. got enough. No? Okay. I guess I don't know the depth chart as well as I thought. Uh, Ian Kinsler led off. He's back. He homered, uh, in his first at bat. Blake Parker pitched in a non-save situation. So, again, Keenan Middleton could be their closer. I think we need to – next Angels update would be something that shows us that Keenan Middleton doesn't look like the closer. Okay. Like, Blake Parker looks like he's not the closer. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, why, wait, why wouldn't – like, Gallo's not playing center field. Why wouldn't DeShields and Gallo be in the outfield at the same right, that's time? What I, that's kind of what I was thinking. I think that's possible. Okay. Mark Melanson had stem cell surgery for his forearm. He won't be able to throw for at least another two weeks. So if you picked up Hunter Strickland, you got him for a little while. We'll see how it was. Goes. It was an injection, not a surgery. Surgery sounds much scarier. It does. It was an yeah. It was an injection. Surgically injected stem cells. Charlie Blackman <laughs> could be back this weekend. Two pitchers going to be making their season debuts. Brandon Finnegan for the for the Reds, Andrew Heaney for the Angels. Do you have interest in either one in mixed leagues? I, I mean, they're both kind of kind of interesting. Not so interesting that I'm going to go pick them up before I see some results. But there there have been instances in the past where we have gotten excited about them. They both have some pedigree, so we'll see. Do you have a preference, Heaney? Heaney. 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 Yeah. Joey Votto had started 202 straight games. That is over. And Washington signed Mark Reynolds to a minor league deal. And how about these starting pitchers from yesterday surprising us a little bit? I can't say I was shocked by Chris Stratton. I did start him in a FanDuel lineup. 
Uh, he was facing the Padres without Will Myers. But Trevor Williams for the Pirates, six innings, one run, and five strikeouts at the Cubs. He now has a 156 ERA, but very few strikeouts. Chris Stratton is 22% owned, seven scoreless, one hit, four strikeouts at the Padres. Stratton, just like Williams, has a good ERA. It's 260, but very few strikeouts. Nick Tropiano for the Angels, six and two-thirds scoreless with six strikeouts at the Kansas City Royals. His first start after Tommy John surgery wiped out all of 2017 for Tropiano. And Chad Bettis had a good start at the Nationals. And he, just like Trevor Williams and Chris Stratton, has a good ERA, but very few strikeouts. They all have about 17 innings and about 10 to 12 strikeouts, except for Tropiano, who made his first start. Anyway, these guys are available. Trevor Williams, Chris Stratton, Nick Tropiano, Chad Bettis. Anyone picking anyone up? Not like a standard mixed league. They're, particularly Williams and Stratton, they're both the profile of pitcher that you're never going to quite trust in fantasy, but... They can have starts like this often enough that they'll they'll be part of the streamer discussion. Mm-hmm. I'll probably make a claim or two for Tropiano. Oh yeah, Tropiano. I that's that's he he's my favorite of them. You're right. Yep, he's the best bat misser of the bunch, and uh, you know had a nine strikeout game in five and a third innings this spring. His first minor league start, I think it was eight strikeouts in three and a third innings. Well, the biggest thing, like, he threw 88 pitches in his first start. I was worried he was going to have to be worked back a little bit more cautiously than that, I think. Yeah. Right. First Tropiano. year back from Tommy John. I mean, Tropiano's 4% owned. So, would you rather have Tropiano or Junior Guerra? Tropiano. Tropiano. Yeah. Okay. Tropiano or Herman Marquez. Were you correcting my pronunciation? Try subtly. 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 Try it's not very subtle. <laughs> You're not as subtle as you think you are. Tropiano. Well, I, I like Tropiano more. I feel like you were sort of halfway. The Tropiano. <laughs> Reminds me of orange juice. It does. Are right, you guys are, are Floridians? Are you an orange juice snob? Because they have such great fresh squeezed orange juice, like. Can't, I can't have no I Tropicana. I don't drink a lot of orange juice. Yeah, I don't honest. drink much orange juice, mostly just with mimosas. Uh, but when I am, when I'm having brunch, I like to, I like to pay up for, for a nice bottle of Oge. I <laughs> do not remember the last time I had orange juice that didn't have alcohol in it. Wow. I mean, same. Wow. I guess so. But well, I would guess is, I have mimosas more often than you. you. Uh, last time I had them was Easter. Okay. That's more recently than <laughs> um, pretty, you're pretty recent. I, I'm not a snob when I drink it though. I, I like a lot of pulp in it. That would be the that would be the the biggest preference of mine. Well, you I should like be a snob. Pulp. Get yourself some some like legit fresh squeezed orange juice, you know. All right, at the fresh market. Uh, all right, hey, some more pictures from yesterday. Are these guys legit studs? Gio Gonzalez. Now, well, he wasn't so studly yesterday, but not terrible. And he was the number twelve starting pitcher in points, number fifteen in roto last year. Gio Gonzalez, Jose Barrios, seven innings, three hits, no runs or walks, and 11 Ks against the White Sox. And Trevor Bauer, kind of picking up where he left off. 225 ERA so far, seven walks, 21 strikeouts in 20 innings, and a 110 whip. And he he finished great. He had 257 ERA in his last 12 appearances last year, which were 11 starts. And that was with a 324 Babbitt for Bauer. So with Gio Gonzalez... Jose Barrios and Trevor Bauer. Do we have any legit studs there, or is it too early to say that? I think it's too early to say that. I think Bauer and Barrios both have a 
a chance to break into the studs category, but I don't think either of them is there yet. They're both pretty close for me. Even Barrios. You know what Barrios did in this start that I love? Struck out 17 swinging strikes. He finally had a swinging strike total to back up the performance. And he also threw his curveball a ton. It, It was, it was the pitch most responsible for the swinging strikes. If that, if that continues, that might be, that might be the game changer for him. Y'all say Barrios is a stud. Bauer could be a stud and I expect regression from Gio. Barrios faced the White Sox last night. They do strike out the second most in baseball on a per-game basis. Number one right now is Baltimore uh, in terms of most. Fewest strikeouts per game, the Los Angeles Angels. Uh, of Anaheim. Of Anaheim, of California, the United States, of Earth. Uh, all right, so how would you rank these three? Geo, Barrios, Bauer. Barrios, Bauer, Geo. Correct. Yeah, I agree. And I think Bauer's closer to Barrios than Gio is to either of them. Agreed. I, I, not disagreeing, I just find it funny that we just don't seem to buy into, like, we never bought into Gio last year. All he I'm did pretty was, sure that last year Gio was on, uh, one of, at least one of our sleepers lists. Yeah, but nobody bought into him as like a must start guy. And he oh, was no, top, thing top he, 15. Nope. Um, yeah, I mean, he's, like, he, I'm not down on Gio. Like, I don't, I don't think he's going to have this, uh, this, year of reckoning after the one he just had but he's gonna have a a mid to high three zra he's gonna win a bunch of games he's gonna be probably about average in whip maybe a little bit worse and he'll probably that average in strikeouts yeah he'll get a decent amount of strikeouts he's just he he's succeed his 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 strongest points are he'll start every fifth day probably go six innings consistently and pitches for a good team and that's and going six innings I, i looked it up yesterday to back up our, I think, collective assumption, let fewer than 40% of starts right now have ended with a starting pitcher going six innings. Last year, through the first 13 games of the season, it was like 50%. Wow. The year before, it was 56%. It's actually making look, me... I didn't look in 2015. It's actually making me reevaluate how I feel about wins. Because it's just going to be harder and harder for guys to get wins well, at this rate. We're reaching the point where both sides of the wins versus quality starts debate are wrong, <laughs> which uh, is fun. Nope. I, I, I yes. actually, I know Scott has brought this up in the past. I'm thinking we should just replace wins and quality starts with innings. Eh. It just you completely I, I throw one strategy out, but I, I feel like there, if there's a if there's a higher premium on wins, if it's you know. You're not going to just get some crummy pitcher lucking into 18 wins. Um, in a way, that makes them more interesting to me. I, mean, I think I mean, that's wins. probably still going to happen. Yeah. Mm. I mean, are, who, what crappy pitcher is going to pitch deep enough into games consistently in this environment? Well, I'm talking genuinely I just, crappy. I think, I'm not talking I think about we're Gio reaching Gonzalez. the point where like wins and quality starts are both like you don't expect them in more than half of most pitcher starts. Oh, you and know what? I was thinking like somebody like a Jason Vargas. I'm just speaking of wins right now, just to pivot. Stupid Heath. Heath won the uh, the draft contest that we did on the draft app on Sportsline. Did you win the other one too? I don't believe so. I don't think my team with the listeners was near as good. Oh, but, okay. No, uh, it was terrible. Good yeah. <laughs> loser. Well, congratulations, Heath. So, yeah, we did two drafts yesterday, one for the Sportsline DFS podcast and one with the listeners. And I came in second out of three and third out of five teams, so I 
am not did not have a good day on the draft app. That's fine. I'll be back at it uh, tonight to challenge you people. I am Big Kane too on the draft app. So what you need to do is get on the draft app right now or go to draft.com and start playing. Start playing for free. Your first game can be free if you use the promo code FB today. FB today is the promo code. Get a, a free entry into a real money game when you make your first deposit and use the code FB today. I love it, man. I really am having a good. Isn't it great, Heath? I mean, it's like really fun to do it. It was a lot of fun to win last night. <laughs> and it, that the contest we did for Sportsline was for free. The contest that I've been doing for uh, for the listeners of FBT is a one dollar contest where the winner takes home four fifty. We actually had a tie yesterday. Uh, so two people took home $2.25 on their $1 entry fee. But, of course, you can play for a lot more than that. You can play in 10-person drafts. They go really quickly, 30 seconds on the clock. You shouldn't need that much time. The draft app itself gives you project- projections to make it easy for you. Please give it a shot. Download the draft app and use the promo code FB today. You can also go to draft.com. Promo code F as in friends, B as in best friends, today. That was confusing. FB today. All right, struggling starting pitchers, sort of. Let's go one by one and tell me quickly how you feel about them and if you're worried. Lance McCullers, as I mentioned yesterday, terrible so far, third time through the order, and this is something that continues over from last year where he struggled third time through the order. Lance McCullers. Yeah, I mean, I drafted Lance McCullers expecting those innings limitations, so I wouldn't say I'm worried. This last start and the reason his season stats are skewed, I mean, he just obviously lost the strike zone, but that that seems like a one-start phenomenon. Okay. No, I'm not worried. Not worried. Are you worried that McCullers, and this is really more for, for probably Chris, maybe Heath, not Scott, since you're the lowest on him, I think. Are you worried that McCullers is not going to be able to take the next step into acehood? I think that's certainly a concern, but I also still believe in the raw talent. I still believe in the the skill set. Unless he's hurt, I'm not worried yet. Yes. Okay. Robbie Ray. Oh, I don't know how you could not be worried. Relative to preseason expectations, I would I would say I'm more worried about Robbie Ray than I am Lance McCullers, just because he was probably being drafted 80 spots ahead of Lance McCullers, and they're kind of the same guy. Uh, Robbie Ray, I was listening to the Diamondbacks broadcast during his start against the Giants where he started out really well and then just absolutely fell apart. He was throwing his curveball kind of almost exclusively. And they were talking about the fact that he doesn't, he has said he doesn't have the feel for his fastball yet. Um, I mean, you could take that as good news or bad news. Yeah. His fastball velocity is down. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think two miles per hour on average since last April. It was up a little bit in the last start. A lot yeah. of good that did him. Um, he just doesn't, he doesn't have command right now. And that, yeah, but we haven't learned anything new about Robbie, right? He's walking right. a tightrope with his control. Well, we just, this is the thing. If you liked Robbie Ray before the season, we haven't learned anything new about him. We didn't learn anything nope. new about him in spring training. As someone who liked Robbie Ray before the season, I I can agree with that. Like, and, you should and not, not be p- clutching your pearls because Robbie Ray is walking people. Right, right. Uh, and, yeah. Go I on. mean, it's not going to be six point three per nine all season. That's. It could be. No, I mean, it, you you made I mean, the, you made the exact same point about Blake right, Snell two days ago. But it also like, well, Blake Snell's not getting hit. Well, Robbie Ray, I mean, his swinging strike rate is still among the best, despite the velocity drop. His swinging strike rate is still elite this year. It's it's. Almost what it was last year, much higher than it was two years ago. Like I think, 
I think he's struggling with his commands, maybe a little with his fastball, but there's still a lot to like about Robbie Ray. Are you at the point where you're putting James Paxton ahead of Robbie Ray? Um, I'm not, no. No, I mean, I've moved Garrett Cole ahead of Robbie Ray. I moved Shohei Otani ahead of Robbie Ray, but I'm not... I'm not going to do that for Paxton. I had them so close to each other at the beginning of the year. Um, I may when I move when I update rankings next week. Do you think we're ever going to get a two-start week from Shohei Otani? Yes. Like it'd have to be a Monday and a Sunday, it's, right? Yeah. At yeah. Some point. It okay. will happen. I set the over at one and a half, and Scott said, "Oh, I'll take the over," and then chuckled and said, "I'd set it at two and a half." <laughs> So one, between that's one. not over, right? It's <laughs> ah, funny. Okay, um, are you worried about Carlos Carrasco and his lower velocity and his 14 strikeouts and 20 and two thirds? Not yet. No, but I'm glad you brought that up because we we've been freaking out about velocity guys who have had a bad start, and because uh, because Carrasco's last start was good, we haven't been. Right. Well, I mean. Yeah, it's a little concerning, and the strikeouts haven't been there, like you said. I'm a little concerned about him in as much as like I wasn't sold that he was part of the sub-tier of non-aces the way he was kind of thrown in this offseason. Uh, but I'm not concerned about him being worse than I thought he would be. Remember with Carrasco, his final start of spring training was terrible. His velocity was way down, right? And they said... Yeah, he just doesn't care. He's kind of bored, ready for the season to start. I'm sure the velocity's up from that point. But it's not where it needs to be. But it is early and it is cold and we could, you definitely could run the risk of overreacting to velocity early in the like, year. I feel like these discussions are going to be a lot more interesting toward the end of May. Cause I feel like, well, I just, this is cold, just a small percentage of like 10% of these pitcher season we've seen so far. Cold is a, uh, it's just like a catch all for whatever. Yeah. It's like, it's like the ultimate confirmation bias tool. Like, but yeah, oh, I well, I think Carlos Carrasco is good. So he's probably – his velocity is just down because he was cold. Or I like, didn't say that. I just suggested it. No, no, no. I'm not talking it. about I – I'm mean, just saying that, like, it's it's a convenient it excuse is. for anything that we want. It like, is. It is. Oh, Miguel Cabrera is not hitting well. <laughs> it's cold. But it's been but cold. I, I or, like, Matt Harvey's sense. not pitching well. I think it kind of makes sense. And he was cold. No, but, like, I know, I know but these are – I know no, you no. can point to players who are their normal selves Scott, in cold I'm weather. Scott, I'm not criticizing anyone. We're all doing it. Like, I'm saying this is something that everyone is doing. And we just kind of pick well, and you're choose. implying that they're wrong. No, I'm just, I'm saying it's not, like, that useful. The like, it, they all could be right. Change in velocity in cold weather is almost a full mile per hour, with the median change being .58 miles per hour. That's It's really bad horror movie music, by the way. Like, Shh, Friday the 13th it's, is, a, it's, is a terrible movie. I've decided which oh, character course. you are, Adam. Who am it's, I? Uh, Larry Talbot. Who the hell is that? The Wolfman. Oh, screw you, Heath. You're hairier than I am. <laughs> you, I've already Currently. decided. Only one of us uh, has won a hairy chess contest on a cruise. I think he should have a speed contest growing a wouldn't beard. He, wouldn't, wouldn't Teen Wolf be more appropriate? Well, that's not a scary movie. Who's Teen Wolf? I mean, it, it was for the opposing defense. Uh, wait a second. Scott, did you just say who's Teen Wolf? Michael no. J. Fox. Oh, no, okay. I know who Teen yeah, Wolf okay. is. Right? Okay. Yeah. I mean, Fox, I, right? the original Teen Wolf, not this like MTV... Oh yeah, Michael Show. Fox. Come on, that's always trending on Twitter. All right, who we who we worried about? How about Masahiro Tanaka after he got Tanaka around by the? Has anybody ever said that before? That was terrific by the Red Sox two nights ago. You are the first year. person to ever say it. <laughs> You're my Masahiro. 
<laughs> Thank you. Uh, yeah, so any concerns there? Uh, not, the same old, same old for Masahiro Tanaka. Nope. Like okay. Some days he just gives up a lot of home runs and you scratch your head. I'm just trying to think of the right way to take what Heath just said and put it into the Enrique Iglesias hero song. Like, I am Masahiro, baby! <laughs> there you go. I think that's the way we're going with it. You nailed it. Uh, no, I'm not concerned about Tanaka at all. I'm buying low. Did Make that adequately express to me. my lack of concern about him? I guess so. Alex Wood. Alex Wood, uh... We well we this one we got into a little bit yesterday, but let's let's do it again. Food poisoning over the weekend, velocity way down against Oakland. Uh Scott doesn't seem as worried as Heath. So Chris, where are you on Alex Wood? Scott is not worried at all. I am on the opposite end. I like I worried in as much as again, I don't I didn't think he was worth the ninety third pick or whatever you had to spend on him coming in. Like he's not I don't think he's a strikeout guy. I think he's probably more of a mid to high three Z R A guy and when that comes with a lack of strikeouts, I think he's more like Gio Gonzalez without the safety. I mean, if you look at his career numbers, that looks like a number three fantasy starter to me. And that's and that's all I was drafting him for. Like, he, but he was, I, I understood that in the first half last year when his velocity was up and he had like a, you know, 175 ERA or whatever, that, you know, none of that was going to last, mm-hmm. velocity included. But now he's throwing basically as hard as he has for the rest of his career. And, you know, it's led to 320 ERA, 120 whip, nearly a strikeout, or 8.3 strikeouts per nine innings, I think. Yeah, but the second half last season, it was like 6.5 strikeouts per nine inning, 3.9 ERA, which was in line with wow. what he did in 2015, 2016. Don't you usually look at the career more than. Given how much, Full how up and down, give, are generally more precise. sure. But given wait, how up and down he's been. But let me let I, me just say this, Chris, because he has this is Alex Wood. We're talking about. He's only had one season as, in his career with less than a strikeout per inning, or like really, really close to a strikeout. He's per only inning. had like three seasons, right? Like three seasons where he's pitched a more, full season, more than seventy-seven innings. Yes, but in two of those three, he had a strikeout per inning. All right, yeah, so his, Alex Wood... His career Wood, is 8.2 as a starter. Rank these three pitchers. Tanaka, Alex Wood, Jose Barrios. Tanaka, Barrios, Wood. I would agree. I mean, Barrios is catching up to Wood. I'm still going to put Wood ahead of him for now. Are none of you impressed that Wood hasn't walked a single batter this year? That is impressive. It's it's a very neat trick. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you got to be worried about this next guy, John Lester. You have to be, or you're yeah, off the sure. show. But I was already I worried. worried coming in. That's that's there, kind of the, concern. the distinction. Heath, uh, you weren't really that. You you were uh, optimistic for Lester at preseason, right? I thought that he was a very good value, and he was being. I understood the concerns. They were valid. Thought they were influencing his ADP just a little bit too much. Um, as of right now, it looks like they were influencing them an appropriate amount. Okay, Luis Castillo. Bounce back with a nice start. Not a great start, but uh, a nice quality start. Six innings, five hits, three runs, no walks, four strikeouts at Philadelphia. Um, how concerned are you guys right now about Luis Castillo? Not very. Yeah, I did notice one thing when I was researching him yesterday. Um, he's kind of flipped how often he uses his two-seamer versus his four-seamer. His two-seamer is, as most two-seamers are, made for contact. Um, so that might explain the low strikeout total so far. It was a pitch he kind of fell in love with last season, but he didn't use it to near this extent. So 
Um, it's, it, I don't think it's just all bad luck, but I also think it's something that's imminently correctable. I will just say it's a little bit strange that his best start so far against, which it was just a quality start against Philadelphia. He only had nine swinging strikes. I don't know that we should view that last start as, okay, he's all right. Right. Yeah, this is Luis Castillo we're talking about. I I never really said it, but I, I sort of felt like he was being anointed a little too too soon in his career. I, I understand. I thought he was being drafted a little early, but See, not I, very early. His changeup's still ridiculous. I he's thought he's getting swings and misses on it a third of the time. I didn't necessarily like his ADP was one thirty eight, and that never felt like where he was actually That's being drafted. Exactly oh right. no, we, I, we took him like. Seventh, eighth round. One thirty-eight. Yeah. I would have had no beef with that, but he was never going that late in our drafts. Maybe it's just my bias. Yeah, in our no. Drafts. There, there's something weird going on with Fantrax data on ADP. He was more like one eleven. So yeah, at that point in the draft, you know, that's the the Jose Barrios, Alex Wood range. I, I think I'd, I'd still rather have Castillo over yeah. Wood. I like uh, Weaver better than Castillo. What, what about you guys? I don't. I don't. I think by the end of draft prep season, they were right next to each other in my rankings, but Castillo ahead. And, yeah, I still like Castillo more. All right, these last three guys are kind of – well, I'll just say their names. Danny Duffy, Michael Fulmer, Kyle Hendricks. Uh, first of all, is Fulmer, is Fulmer droppable? No, not quite. I mean, this was his first bad start. Yeah, but, I mean, he – He's not striking anybody. Five walks, nine strikeouts, a 16 and a He's third. He never and struck anybody out. I know. He wasn't that great last year. Okay. I'd just bring um, it up. I think he has proven twice over that he can be an effective fantasy option even without strikeouts. It's not going to be a stud, but I mean, maybe in a 10 team league, you could think about dropping him. That's what I was going to, that's I, my follow. See, I think I, I think I still like him more than I like Duffy. Ooh. Mm. Didn't Duffy kind of make some improvements? His changeup was really good. He had a bad first inning. I thought he actually I mean, looked pretty each good. Each of his starts has ago. been, each of his three starts has been better than the last. Um, and it's basically been the first inning that's been the source of all his problems. Six of his eight walks have come in the first inning, including three in this last start. You know what? Like to, that almost suggests there's something wrong with his pregame routine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Forgot who that was a couple years ago. There was a pitcher that was. It might have been Rick Porcello, actually. Oh, it'll come to me, I think. Uh, so would you buy low on any of these guys? Danny Duffy, Michael Fulmer, or Kyle Hendricks? I don't know if Hendricks is really. He's got a three seventy one ERA. What are we worried about with Hendricks? Uh, he's allowing yeah. a lot of base runners. One four seven WHIP. His control hasn't been as great. His strikeouts have been better though, right? Mm, Thirteen no, and seventeen really. innings. Ah. I just he's he's a guy that like. He's he's another guy like Robbie Ray in a different way is walking a tightrope because he has to work in the zone with kind of iffy stuff. If his command isn't on, he can get rocked. Yeah, and uh yeah. All right, so who's your favorite, Hendricks, Duffy, or Fulmer? Hendricks. 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 Fringy starting pitchers, three of them from yesterday's games, owned in less than 80% of leagues. Ian Kennedy, well, actually, I mean, Heath, it was a tough hitting environment, right? Because – Wind blowing out, facing um, like everything. I I don't understand Ian Kennedy's start to the season because I kind of got excited because the strikeouts were back a little bit, and he'd had two good starts in a row. And then you go and look at the batted ball data that he's allowed this year, 
and it's like 80% of the balls are hit in the air and 47% hard contact. And he hadn't get, has, hadn't given up a home run yet. And then he finally gave one up on the very first, for the very first batter of the game, but then settled in again. I, I am less interested in Ian Kennedy than his, uh, numbers say I should be. Okay. Well, he also, he only struck out three angels, but they are the best team in terms of strike, they have fewest strikeouts per game. He has a 96.6% strand rate. Ian Kennedy is clutch. If you saw Clearly. these three players on the waiver wire, who would you add? Ian Kennedy, Michael Waka, or Lucas Giolito? Giolito. 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 And that's one where I will continue to make the cold weather excuse. It was 47 degrees last night, so a little better. Didn't bother Jose Barrios. Uh, no, it didn't. But, you know, it's going to affect yeah, like, different I, people differently, I would imagine. I, I, he, he has hardly thrown his curveball, and I can't imagine it's by design. Right. I'm looking at uh, a story from the Chicago Sun-Times from the end of spring training. Quote, with the help of Sox pitching coach Don Cooper and class AAA pitching coach Steve McCaddy, Giolito got his mind right, shaped up his curveball, and this spring rediscovered some lost velocity. His velocity is not up so far. He has not discovered his curveball. I don't know what to make of him. Like The guy that he was touted as coming up as a prospect and the guy that we were told and we saw in spring training has not followed him to Chicago, and I don't know what's going on there. All right, so maybe this is a guy that if someone in your league drops Lucas Giolito and you feel like you can stash him until he gets right, a good guy to take a flyer on Lucas Giolito, 79% owned, but that could be going down. Speaking of which, here's the drop-o-meter. Going into fantasy week three or four, we'll just say week four, drop-o-meter for Ian Happ. He has started seven of 12 games, zero to ten. Three. Uh, seven. One. Three one seven. All right, run the game. I am on Drop Hap Island. Yasiel Puig. Zero. Zero. Uh for for all the, the points leaguers out there, I'll give it a I'll give it a three. Avi Garcia, eighty one percent owned. Seven. Eight. Yeah like a seven. Eddie Rosario, ninety seven percent owned. One? Five? Four. Okay, so Scott's going to be a little bit more patient with Eddie Rosario. How about Neil Walker? Yeah. Neil Walker, I mean, this guy, is, he's much less owned than the others. 36% owned. Not surprised that he's off to a bad start. I mean, you look at the guys who didn't really have spring training. Uh, Moustakas has been awesome lately, but Lomo's been terrible. Neil Walker's been terrible. Greg Holland, terrible. Um... But five walks, five strikeouts, so I don't know. Heath, so this is just in a – we're only considering leagues, I think, that have middle infielders yeah. for yeah, this yeah. drop-off matter. Okay. Well, I mean, I feel like Neil Walker needs to be 36% owned. Yeah. Like, if if you happen to own him in a 12-team mixed league, you know, drop ability is probably an 8 or 9, but uh, I don't imagine he's owned in that many of those formats. Okay. So you think the ownership percentage is right for Walker, about 36%? I do. Let's do a mailbag real quick, then we will get into the two-star pitchers for Fantasy Week 4. All right, so I'm trying to get a couple of our listeners to fight. Two days ago, we had an email telling us about the use of Archie Bradley. Now we have an email from Vincent, who hated that email. He said, The email you received regarding Bradley always facing the opposing team's best hitters was highly inaccurate and more likely just hopeful thinking by a Bradley owner. In Boxberger's Broxberger, first save, he faced Colorado's two, three, four, five hitters. His second save, he faced the top of the Dodgers order. 
His third save, he faced Jose Martinez, Yadier Molina, and Paul DeYoung. In his fourth save, Boxberger faced the Cardinals' three, four, five hitters. Directly contradicts this emailer's position. Uh, either way, and then he goes on a little bit. Either way, that person's email was highly misleading. Yeah! Drop the hammer! Fight! I didn't, I didn't fact check either email. Fight! Fight! fight so fight, I don't fight. even care. What the hell is that? An explosion. Oh. It's a flex bomb. Come on, guys. Yeah. Get him. Is that the only music you clips? Yeah, it's, well, it's terrible. Friday the 13th. It's the Friday the uh, 13th. I don't know music. if you realize. Well, you just said creepy music. I thought maybe you'd have a wider selection. Like maybe the Halloween theme. Which villain would Scott be? Not Halloween. Which villain would Scott be? Oh, man. I did the mesh. <laughs> uh, Alright, here's another email from John. Is Nick Pavetta, is Nick Pavetta a top 50 pitcher? Uh, in my heart. Um, no. And in the rankings. Quite. Not quite. No. Pretty close. I I'll mean, give him, I'll give him top 70. He's got upside. Maybe top 60. I'd rather have him than Rick Porcello. Well, I, I would not. Eh. Greg Martin is a Mets fan and he thinks that we should not be concerned about Conforto sitting against lefties. The Mets are just get, giving Conforto rest after the injury, making those rest days on days versus lefties since he's obviously a little worse against them, but he will not fall into the Jake Lamb trap. He hits well against lefties. Etc. He did hit well against lefties last year. Um, once Terry Collins gave him the opportunity to, uh, but before that he had not hit lefties well. So it is worth noting that the the track record is mixed. Okay. But as with anyone who has those platoon splits, the bar is really low. He just has to be decent against lefties. Next email, Scott from Phoenix, dear Bosk, Dengar, and Boba. Those are bounty hunters within the Star Wars extended universe. Oh. Jeez, how many bounty hunters are there? At least three people. Miguel Cabrera was people dropped people. in my 10-team head-to-head categories league. Is it worth spending my number one waiver wire priority on Miguel Cabrera? Um, Ten teams. That's what's giving me some hesitation, but I, I, I think so. I'm not, I'm not a big preserve waiver priority guy. Like, how how long are you gonna handcuff yourself like that, waiting for the perfect drop? Like, yeah. it's it's hard to predict. You're, you'll be back. You'll be back high eventually. Yeah, and it's cold with Miggy. Remember, it's cold. So there are promising <laughs> indicators. I I would do it. Uh, from Zach, when will Daniel Murphy return from the DL, and who would you rather have on that day, Murphy or Ozzy Albie's? Murphy. On that day, well. <laughs> I think I want to see um, two or three weeks of Murphy play before I'm confident moving him ahead of Albies again. He certainly has the upside to be better than Albies, but it might it might be a little a little touch and go at first. Uh, Andy on Long Island has two team name Tuesdays on a Friday. One is specifically for Heath, Paul Jadong. I like it a lot. And his pal Jeff is getting snipped today in the Man region. All right, oh. Jeff. Good good luck. TMI. Barnes and Knable. That's pretty good, actually. Not, that's not bad. Oh, okay. Yeah. It, it took a little, it took a while to process, but it's I like that they're both in the same bullpen. That's makes it cool. Yeah. Oh yeah. I didn't even think I, about that. I don't get it. Barnes and Noble. Barnes and Knable spelled, you know, similarly. I guess. Well, not really. Barnes and Noble is a bookstore. Oh, I okay. So this See, wasn't related to the 
information he gave us before. No. Oh no. Okay. No. 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 no I was thing, trying to make a connection there. Bisect- that's where I got tripped. <laughs> Vasectomy Jeff should have given us Paul's dog. Sign names. Uh, all right, John, a Cardinals fan, says, "Is Adam Adovino for real? Who would you drop for Adovino? Batances, Morrow, Neris, Bradley." Adovino, by the way, no runs, eight innings, one hit, one walk, sixteen strikeouts. I don't, I, w- I, I wouldn't drop someone who gets saves. No, right. I I think I'd drop Batances for him. Sure. I think I'd rather uh, have Batances. Yeah, I'd, I'd rather definitely have- rather have Morrow. I'd definitely rather have Bradley. Neris would be the one that I might. Okay. I think I think Adovino was one of the better coming into last year. I saw him as one of the better set of men in baseball, and I don't know what happened then. But um, so I guess this year is more for real than last year was. I think Scott might just be Dracula. <laughs> David at Eagle Rock wants to know who's going to hit the most home runs when it's all said and done: Conforto, Thames, Duvall, Bohr, or Jose Martinez. Conforto, Thames, Duvall, Bohr, Jose Martinez. Conforto. When it's all said and done, does that mean career or 2018? <laughs> 2018. Conforto okay. for both. Hi. As long as we're not counting Japanese or uh, Korean league numbers. I will take Conforto. I think I will too. I think Martinez is in the discussion though. From Dylan, is Scooter Jeanette droppable? Um, not in the middle infielder league. And, I mean, if you drafted him to be your primary second baseman, I doubt you've found a better one on waivers to this point. But if you, you know, if he was just another bench guy, sure. Scooter Jeanette or Neil Walker? Jeanette. Jeanette. And Josh from Florida. Dear tuna, salmon, shrimp, and crab. Sushi is the best food ever known to man. And buy or sell Luke Weaver finishes as a top ten starting pitcher. Sell both of those crazy things. Yeah, so. Yeah. I've never had sushi, so I don't want to be included in the sushi. What? But I've never had it. Wow, we are staunchly, staunchly anti-sushi on this show. No, I'm not opposed to sushi. I just don't want to eat. You're clearly opposed to sushi. That's where I am. Welcome to the club, Chris. It could be delicious, but I just, I can't. And I can't get over the eating raw fish thing. This Guys, is really upsetting because I was going to say that you were Chucky yeah. from the scary movies. Yeah. And now I feel I like that's me because I'm happy that you <laughs> don't like sushi. Well, on yesterday's podcast, Heath was like, this is probably going to make Chris mad. I've n- I, we were I all... don't dislike sushi. Well, but you refuse to eat it. That's I have no thing. opinion about it. But there's lots of you, things. You that have I, an opinion. You don't want to eat it. There's lots of things that I refuse to eat. Yeah. Guys, um, just try a California roll. It's pretty mild. No. Dip it in some soy sauce. I don't even know if it's raw fish. It's like yeah, I mean some some sushi isn't actually raw. Yeah, um, I don't think it is. But it's I refuse bad. to eat it too, just on principle. Agreed. You're you're committed at this point. All right. Yeah. So uh, I would eat it if it's not raw. Two star. Yeah. Try like, California like... roll. It's it's good. It's it's like the the beginners. It, the introduction to sushi. All right. Let's do the two star pitchers here. And start with John Lester, home against St. Louis at Colorado. Nope. What do you think? Uh, in a points league, I would have a hard time sitting him. Not me, but that's uh, fair. Who is it? John Lester. <laughs> Everybody pull out your list of two-star pitchers. My mind lingers <laughs> on the past conversation, and I forget to keep up. Okay. John um, Lester, home against St. Louis at Colorado. Yeah. Not in a two-star week. Certainly not in a points league. Sorry. Uh, Sorry, my head's in the game now. Here we go. Two-star pitchers. You, you said not in a two-star week, certainly not in a points league. 
He was asking. He was Seth. asking if you would bench. Okay, yeah. I think that's starter. No, I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh, you're starting Lester. <laughs> See, that's yeah. my thought. One of those starts is at Colorado. I would not sit John Lester, a two-star John Lester, in a points league. All right, I'll be in the minority, I guess. Um, let's see. Michael Fulmer, Baltimore and Kansas City at home. I'll start him in a points league. Yep, I think I'll start him in both. Aaron like Sanchez. Oh, sorry, Scott. Aaron okay. Sanchez, Kansas City and at the Yankees. I'll start him. Uh, I think I'll start him in both. I will not start him in Roto for sure. In points, he's at the bottom of the list so far. All right, tough week maybe for Luis Castillo. Let's see what he's got. At Milwaukee, at St. Louis. Show me what you got, Luis. You're in the lineup. Yeah, I'll be starting. I'd start him over Sanchez. Tyler Skaggs. I, I'm not convinced Skaggs is going to make two starts. Boston. Nor am I. He was supposed to make two starts this week. And yep. if he's a one-start pitcher against Boston, I'm not sure I like him. And it's Yeah, I mean. And his well, first start's Tuesday. So right. The, Right. The margin for error is one day. Yeah. And that is tough because I would start him in a two-star week, but the second start is supposed to be San Francisco. But hopefully we'll know. That that is going to be a tough call for Skaggs. They play seven games? I don't know. I'm going to Tyler Skaggs. Oh, I'm, going, I'm not going to Tyler Skaggs. Remember that? <laughs> of course. Oldie buddy goody. Yeah, I'm not going to Tyler He's Skaggs. done it like every episode this season. Danny <laughs> nah, I haven't. Not that old. Not that much. <laughs> Danny Duffy at Toronto and at Detroit. Sure. Uh, he's below Aaron Sanchez for me. Yeah, I might shy away from him in Roto, but points. Start him. Marco Estrada, Kansas City and at the Yankees. I'll start no. him. Yeah. No. Not in Roto, but I'll, I'll start him in points. Uh, I would be, I would be worried because I'm not confident he's going to make two starts since he left last start with a back issue. And then, you know, does he just make one start at New York? Yeah, I'd, I'd rather not. Mike Fultonevich, Phillies and Mets at home. Yep, that's fine. Was wasn't he supposed to be a two start this guy this week? Uh, he was. Uh, I think that changed on Sunday though. We did talk about him on the podcast last week. Yeah, he and he's pitching Monday and Saturday, so Fulty should be able to make those starts. Ian Kennedy at Toronto and at Detroit. No, that seems fine. <laughs> no, he's yeah. just quietly rejecting everyone over here. Uh, points league, yes. Roto, no. Kevin Gossman at Detroit, home against Cleveland. No. No. Really? I think I would do it in both. The splitters. It was more. Yeah. It's been more more like twenty percent than twenty five, but you know the last two starts results been pretty good. I'm encouraged. Yeah, and you got the Detroit start. I think that's good. Could be cold. Tigers <laughs> can't hit in cold weather. Uh, can he throw in cold weather? I don't know. Dick Bavetta. At Atlanta and home against Pittsburgh, a.k.a. Nick Pavetta. Okay, I was yeah, wondering if you were doing a thing. Yeah, I was yeah. doing a thing. I was doing a Legendary thing. NBA referee, Scott. Okay. Dick Pavetta. Uh, Nick Pavetta at Atlanta, home against Pittsburgh. I mean, the the Pirates are hitting everything, but they can't hit Nick Pavetta. Is that a I, yes or Nick no? Pavetta's, this, this Nick Pavetta's is, is good. This is the best starting sleeper yeah. you can find. I yeah, mean, Nick, I Nick Pavetta's good. It's not perfect, but it's the best you're going to do. I probably wouldn't in Roto. All right, then, who else would you consider? Kyle Gibson, Trevor Williams, Hyunjin Ryu, Brandon McCarthy. Who does Ryu have? Ryu At San Diego and versus Washington. I think I would start him in a points league. Yeah. Are we confident he's going to make two starts? Because it's a Monday-Sunday, so one-game one margin for error. Let me tell you something, Scott White. I just do weird things all the time. I hope he doesn't. 
I would rather start Hyunjin Ryu one start at San Diego yeah. than two starts at San Diego and home against Washington. How's I that? Mean, that's a y'all play scared situation, but it's fine. <laughs> uh, is Brandon McCarthy's shoulder okay? I'm like I saw he's, he's expected to make, to make his yeah, next start, but yeah, I'd have I'd have some doubts about. I that. would be interested in him in him against the Phillies and Mets. Uh, I just yeah, I'm worried about the shoulder. We got some breaking injury news. Uh oh, Kevin Ploiecki broke his hand. Oh no! Oh my gosh! I don't know who the Mets catcher is. But if you got excited about Ploiecki thinking he was going to uh, play a lot more, he's going to play a lot less. Um, Anyone else, guys? Cashner, Wainwright, Marquez, Stratton, Cole. Cashner's got awful matchups. I kind of like Stratton in points. At Arizona, yeah, at the I Angels. I still love the matchups. I, yeah. Right now we have to really think about the Angels as one of the toughest matchups in, in baseball. Now, you don't know if Otani's going to play. Uh, in fact... But probably won't. Kinsler, Cozart, Upton. Yeah. That lineup yeah. is very improved, and they don't strike out. Top. Brent Suter, uh, Jordan Zimmerman. Junior Bear is an interesting. Sleep. Yeah, I like it, Chris. I like it. Cincinnati versus and Miami. Cincinnati home. versus Miami. I don't think Junior Gare is very good, but I, I'm willing to do that in a deeper league. All right, we're done here. Check out the columns on the website, cbsports.com slash fantasy, cbsports.com slash fantasy. And uh, we got hitting advice and pitching advice and good stuff. Have a great weekend, everybody. Happy Friday the 13th. Oh, yeah, I'll play it for you. Here we go. Where is it? Oh, I screwed it up, Scott. I'm sorry. Uh, I'll just do it. Thank you. Bye, everyone. Bye, everyone.